0: Broadcasting from the heart of downtown Hollywood. This
1: is SoFlowRadio.com.
2: You know what crazy is? Crazy is majority rules.
3: Yeah, uh. Uh-huh.
1: Take germs, for example. Germs. Uh huh. In the 18th century, no such thing. Not a nothing. No one ever imagined such a thing. No sane person ever. Along comes this doctor, Simon some wece comes along. He's trying to convince people, well, other doctors mainly, that there's this teeny tiny invisible bad things called germs that get into your body and make you sick. Huh? He's trying to get doctors to wash their hands. What is this guy? Crazy? Huh? Teeny tiny invisible what do you call? Uh uh germs? Huh? What?
2: Good afternoon, everybody. Well, now I got an echo. Now you don't. Now I don't. Hey, yeah, no, it was, it was your
4: imagination. It was.
2: <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Groovathon. <laughs> yeah, you can tell, baby. Split Studio Edition. As always, as you could, as you just found out. Yeah, listener, you know, listeners beware. I am Tony C. I'm joined from afar by the master of production engineer, the man who makes sure. More often than not, that our groove remains (laughs) sadly smooth. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. You're the expediter of my dreams. So, you know. Bust the balls. Bust the balls. Lost judges. (laughs) We, I swear to God, you know, one of the things is that we do this on Skype. Yeah. And we do it visually. If we were just, but we do, but the thing is, is we don't do a television show. We do a radio show. If we were only doing this via Skype, audio there wouldn't be as many problems with delays and everything we're going to try to eat their next time i will say this though okay mm-hmm. you know what no matter the technical stuff every group rises up from an attitude of gratitude okay this is this is my dream right here i get to live my dreams so mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in live and downloading the show here in america and around the world, how are you doing, pal? Oh, mine,
4: As good as can be expected, uh, considering <laughs> <laughs> that we're... Uh, you, well, uh,
2: you know, that's the other thing. It's obviously throwing us off because, yeah, it's not Monday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It's Wednesday at noon. Right. You know, this is, for, for at least the time being, this is going to be our uh, our new time slot now. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, Do, You know, because life goes on. Strange as that seems these days, doesn't it? <laughs> hey did you see the blue angels the other day?
4: Did I you, mean in did person you know, did I look outside and...
2: literally almost like pretty much right over my house no, they were right long the, they flew way right down the coast here, and I'm you know right on the beach they they flew pretty much I mean it was loud, it was loud I don't know if you ever heard the yeah. and they're only flying they're flying at like slow speed they were doing like you know. 400 knots across the ground, which is like half what they could normally do, but they were flying slower than the speed of sound, in other, okay? Normally, the, you know, the plane goes by, the sound catches up afterwards mm-hmm. with these things going 1,000 miles an hour, but in this case, sound got here just a little bit ahead of time, and that's what clued me in. I heard the rumbling and went outside just in time to see them noise overhead. Oh, that was pretty cool. You know, look, say what you will I you know there's always going to be those people like um, uh, oh, they're wasting all this money, actually they're not they need to get their air time they need to get flight time in they're using this as flight time they yeah. they have to do it one way or another to remain certified as blue angels. they have to have certain uh number of hours uh, of flight time, and so they're doing it this way, which i I'll tell you what I'm not a big air fan show and all that that stuff, but this was pretty cool. it's the yeah. first time I've been around when they flew that close. It was cool. Say what you will. I don't. I don't give a shit, man. Hey, we're gonna wing it this time, though, right? You ready to wing yeah, it? I'm ready. I got my wings on. So we've got a lot of stuff to get to today. Ironically, you know, the, the reason I decided to wing it is because it doesn't matter if I if I try to put together some some stuff and and actually write some stuff out because by the time we do the show, right? <laughs> that's uh, <yeah>. that's <laughs> not. Good. Yesterday's news seems like a million years ago at this point. I know. Yeah. You know, However, we, there is a bunch of stuff we can yak about today, including Obama ends his self-imposed three-and-a-half-year commentary quarantine. Mm-hmm. The adulation addict-in-chief heads back to his Rose Garden hood for a quick fix and predictably falls victim to his drug of choice, which is the sound of his own voice. <laughs> Two special ops guys get snagged trying to pull off the Bay of Piglets. In Venezuela at the behest of an Ali come lately who, you guessed it, is based in Florida, begging the question, what other fucked up shit is happening while nobody's watching the store? In an unrelated yet predictable story, the Sunshine State's powers that be either don't know or simply don't want anyone else to know exactly how many people have died due to the coronavirus. Shh <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh what happens? What is it? Oh yeah. What happens when Darwin, Dunning, Kruger and Shot <laughs> have a few cocktails and news amongst themselves? You guessed it, hilarity.
3: <laughs>
2: also, come September, why the postman may not even be able to ring once. Plus, Bill Burr channels his inner Malthus, Brad Pitt throws a 12 monkeys wrench into the anti-vaxxer insanity ward. And later on, we'll hypothesize about what the next six months could make the next several years look like for Gen PPE, as I'm calling them these <laughs> days. I, I noticed that you like that that you like the uh the twelve monkeys opening there. I know I caught you cracking over there. Yes. How's that for timing? And mm-hmm. you've got to love the movies that are on these days. They're, like, showing all these movies, 12 months in regular I'm, I'm room. loving
4: it, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's unbelievable. Naturally, of course, all of that is going to be smothered in the finest, most diverse groove anywhere on the earth. It is just past, hang on, noon. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I was going to fuck that up, didn't you? I yeah, get a big six. Just past noon, only Hollywood that really matters anymore. Yeah. Hollywood. Hollywood. Colorado that is. Hey, you know what that means? It is just past six in the morning on the big island, and I have a huge shout out, which I'll talk about later, to the uh, Hawaiian Moonbeans crew. Yeah, Tom and Chad and the whole family out there in Ocean View. Just past five in the afternoon in Dublin, Lisbon St. Anne and Lisbon, six o'clock, the rest of Western Europe. And yeah, just past seven at night in Istanbul, where my gal Celeste. Refuses to let a little old mask stop her from spreading the groove. Yo, Gramps Master Flex, you got everything queued up where it's supposed to be. I'm all squirming over here. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. Saddle up, y'all. It's the at on Soflaradio.com
5: Shelly.
0: wasn't such a wimp, cause then I would let you know that I love you so and if I was your man then I would be you the only lying I would do was send the bed with you, then the I'm trying to tell the one who loves you dearly, cause he has loved me tender, But the letter came back three days later, we turned to sender.
6: I'm trying to get in shape, man I hate going to the gym So I decided I'd go veggie twice a week It's brutal I can only make it till about 5 o'clock 5 o'clock That's what I realized about myself You know that? Something has to die Every day In order for me to live Something's got to get its beak chopped off its feathers yanked Uppercut to its jaw Just in order for me to survive I'm trying and all that shit. It's awful. I saw this thing, though, that they said if everybody went vegan, if everybody went vegan, though, it would be a vegetarian, whatever the hell they said, one of those V1s, right? And they said it would be great for the the environment. You know, because I guess there's all this cattle standing around, and when they fart, the gas goes up in the atmosphere and causes something. Right? They're always doing that shit. You know, if everybody went vegan the error would be if everybody drove an electric car if everybody just had some snowshoes on right they just won't come out and say it nobody has the balls to come out and say it and just say look 85% of you have to go that's it that is it I have been bitching about the population problem for three specials in a row waiting waiting for some politician to have the balls to bring it up but they won't do it. They won't do it. We live in a democracy. Right? Can't be honest in a democracy. You need the votes. You can't run as, with that as your platform
7: coming out there. And if elected I would implement a program to immediately eliminate at least 85% of you. This planet cannot sustain the sheer numbers. Let me finish. This will not be arbitrary. Under your seats is a multiple choice questionnaire. If you did not bring a pencil, you're already out. You can't do that. You got to be nice. Joins a group. I may join a group. That's what I'm gonna do today. Go to meetings. Kind of a fucking loser. I... That's the same way I look at people laugh who got, nah, got upset about, you know, Michael Sam, the gay football player, kissing his boyfriend when he got drafted. Everybody bitch moaning and complaining. It's like, dude, you know what? That's what you get for watching the draft. All right? <laughs> Once again, what kind of a fucking loser just sits there watching round after round the Jets are up next? I think they need a quarterback and they, need, they need to improve the defensive line. Dude, that's like, that's like going to a graduation ceremony where you don't know anybody who's graduating It's just fucking sitting there. They're going to have the whole list the next day they'll have everybody who drafted who, when fucking gotta sit there and watch that shit <laughs> stupid interviews hey, you're a member of the Buffalo Bills uh, how does it feel? well, uh, you know uh, uh, it's a blessing I uh, want to thank God i uh, uh, gonna try to do my best it's a great organization and uh, same shit the last 80 guys said so yeah <laughs> glad he kissed him. He should have fucking blown him. Yeah. With birthday cake in his mouth and a Santa Claus hat on his head. Just to ruin the entire year. Holding a flag. That fucks up flag day. You'll keep thinking about it. Fucking stupid-ass groups. People apologizing to him like they have some sort of power. Look, if you if you beat a dick, apologize. But other than that, yeah, go fuck yourself.
2: Well, you think about that, man. Funky, funky, funky. Breakastra, that is low down stank. Uh, they've got. They they basically came out with a whole bunch of 12 inches. And then, uh, I think in 2006, they came out with Dusk Till Dawn, which is a full length slab by those cats. Uh, they're from uh, they're from over in England. Before that, Spin Doctors. Yep, we house. You from. Uh, you've got to believe in something. Uh, That came out in 96. I think that was like their third or fourth album. I'm not sure which. I I used to be able to see those guys down at Nightingales for like, you know, two bucks on Wednesdays and stuff. Hey, interesting note about that album. Tommy Chong plays Kazoo on a few tracks on that particular. (laughs) I know. Come on, man. If that isn't cool shit, I don't even know what else. That's, That's as cool as it gets. You get Tommy Chong to play Kazoo on your album, I will buy it. That's okay. Anything Tommy Chong does before that, yeah, <laughs> I put this in there just for you. The bill, the 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 second Bill Burke uh, clip yeah. about football is a what kind of a fucking loser do you have to be? I couldn't agree with that more. This is and they did it this year, you know, remotely. You know, they used to do it like in a place like Radio City where you could have the local fans, you know, cheering and booing and shit, which was always the thing. Now. I I didn't even know it was happening until it had already happened, which is fine as far as I'm concerned. For Mm -hmm. that, in between uh, the two Bill Burr tracks, Infectious Grooves from The Plague That Makes Your Body Move. It's the Infectious Grooves. That's the uh, first album by these cats. Basically, it's uh, uh, the two guys from Suicidal Tendencies, uh, Mike Muir and uh, uh, the other guy, uh, Dean Pleasance. And also uh, the bass player from Metallica is in that, uh, Trujillo, is in that band as well. Those guys are so good. I played a number of tracks by Infectious Grooves. And, you know, timing, Infectious
4: Grooves, baby, yeah, come on. I know. Were they, oh, yeah.
2: yeah, talk about being ahead of the game. Before that, yeah, another Bill Burr track. And like I've been saying, you know, and he's been saying, it's Malthusian. 85% of you just have to go. Sick, sure. you're gone.
4: We, yeah. We've been talking about that for a long time. Some yeah, of us, we,
2: yeah. Hey, yeah. you. We have brought this up on the show, okay, for years now. I yeah. mean, we're 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 years ahead of the game on that, puppy. Before that, the far side passing me by. That is uh, from, I believe it's their first record, uh, Bizarre Ride to, to Bizarre Ride to the Far Side. Came out in ninety two, and kicking off the set, Rage Against the Machine, Bulls on Parade. From uh, Evil Empire came out in '96. Yeah, once again, there's literally I can't escape it. Who produced that record? Yeah, Brendan O'Brien. I, 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 just I think, didn't know. I didn't think you were into that kind of fare. <laughs> hey, here's a headline I saw from uh, from earlier this year. I thought this one, this is one, of the funniest headlines because when I first saw it, I couldn't figure it out. I didn't realize what they were trying to say. Rage Against the Machine smashes capitalism with $300 concert tickets. <laughs> with ticket prices starting at $190 for nosebleed seats and soaring upwards from their legendary leftist rap metal band, Rage Against the Machine has successfully reached its target target audience, the bourgeoisie. We've always, quote, we've always felt our audiences back in the 90s were a bit too prole. pro Said singer Zach LaRocca, I think we finally found our niche. One percenters.
4: (laughs) There you go. That's
2: us. The band is saying the best way to fight against social and economic injustice is to price poor people completely out of the market. (laughs) 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 It's just one way of giving back to the community, said guitarist Tom Rowe. Oh, and by the way, there's a strict black tie dress code in all our upcoming shows. The floor seats at their Winnipeg show will be reserved for members of the bourgeoisie only. White seats in the bleachers will be available to the petty bourgeoisie and kulaks. <laughs> Is this is great. The best That's quote, the best thing about our ticket prices is that I guarantee there won't be a single Mennonite in the audience. They can't afford it. They're just too cheap. <laughs> in response to the outrageous ticket prices, a new activist group has emerged called Rage Against Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> okay, I just want to say who, who wrote this? It, uh, it is by uh, Andrew, and it's from the site The Daily Bonnet. Mennonite life. That's what the Daily Bonnet is. It's all about Mennonite life. I swear to God, you know, Wonderful. I do the research. I do all. I go in quest so that you don't have to. Okay? Okay. Uh, the, the Daily Mennonite is the name of this website. I'm not kidding around you. If this isn't the funniest thing ever.
4: Hey, don't, okay? don't go driving a wedge between me and the, the Mennonite community or, or the Amish for that matter, <laughs> mind you. Right. It's a
2: Mennonite satirical news site from the heart of the Bible Belt. Steinbach, Manitoba. Apart from the names of local international celebrities, all characters and situations presented are entirely fictitious. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. Oh, the guy who wrote that previous piece is named Andrew Unger, U-N-G-E-R. So, I, I just, the Daily Mennonite. You really don't, you, you can't go wrong with that. So,
4: what caught my eye recently? Well, in the world of sports, yeah. Hey, nothing. I got, I got some. Go ahead, do your sports thing. I got, some. I got something. Go ahead. Oh, this and, is, I discovered a this sport.
2: Is, if this isn't fucking turning, if this isn't <laughs> literally the, this is it. This bizarre world. We've moved into bizarro world. That's it. We're there.
4: I uh, I discovered a sport. You know, we talked before. You know, it takes it takes a little bit to capture my attention. So so far. The only sports that I can really, you know, that I won't f- turn off, you know, when I'm flipping, you know, we we talked about this curling, yes, which is fascinating to me. Just the yeah, love- the the intensity, the the seriousness with which they take it is is infectious. It's hard for me not to. U.S. Right? are world curling champions. So win. Right now, they beat Canada. Also especially if you watch it a little while so you start to uh, as with anything i suppose you understand the rules. you get the energy. you understand the rules but also start to uh, start to soak up the nuance of it start to see yes. the, the, the nuance and the subtleties and and, and and understand it a little bit better uh, sumo wrestling
2: <laughs> really i, I know no, I, I saw a headline
4: that g- that they're, they're actually doing it.
2: They're, they're doing sumo wrestling there, again.
4: again. But anyway, if you watch it and you see that the – I mean, yes, it moves. It happens very fast. But the strategy involved uh, <laughs> because there was an upset oh, yeah. years ago when I think it was an American Hawaiian upset the yeah. apple cart because he was small. But he was fast and he used very well placed leverage and everything and just changed the whole thing. But to know the sport, because I'm, I'm binging around and I see something, you know, these free apps, these ads for apps come up uh battle bots <laughs> and it, it was, was
2: oh yeah that's been around for a while a while
4: well there was uh, cuz here's what happened i had to do some research i had to go back in time because years ago i thought it was the 80s but i guess it was sometime in the 90s they had a british show called robot wars and it was cheesy as all hell and i saw and they're on youtube they're all on youtube and i'm like okay i remember this and it's hard to take it seriously i guess they had just real people building these things in their garage and they were just a like, bumping into each other and it was stupid. Anyway, fast forward years later. Right, I know. I saw that they they, have got teams of people from like MIT and shit. BattleBots. BattleBots was the American reincarnation of that, but they said, we're going to take this seriously. We're not going to have these house robots. We're not going to have an obstacle course. We're just going to have
2: two two robots
4: trying to destroy each other. The, and here's the thing, because you can download the free app, the Sci-Fi Go, or whatever that was, and watch seasons three and four, which will bring you up to date with what's going on right now with <laughs> well, BattleBots. Like a backstory, like yeah, and Yeah, WWE? well, no, but it's not, it's not cheesy. There, there is a backstory, because there has been an evolution. Since this, thing, since this idea came into fruition, and this is, avail- this is so new that it's changing right before our eyes. Like, each episode will bring new innovations, you understand, as people learn with each battle what works and what doesn't. And so the robots from the olden days, when you see this these things, and you're just like, how could, what, what were they thinking? What were they thinking <laughs> that think that that would just do anything? Because now they have these death machines, and I shit you not <laughs> – they are death machines. Where where they're showing, you know, they have the the behind the scenes. Here's where the here's the test box where we test robots. And here's an example of somebody that wasn't allowed to play as he destroyed the test box, which is oh, yeah. surrounded with. It's
2: like, it's like the little dog they they bring in so that the, right. the pit bulls can get get their swirl on. They, they got, got a test box puppy.
4: with a titan <laughs> with armored titanium floor and the bulletproof glass that's as thick as the. Uh, that's as thick as the glass that they have in banks. This is, you know, and when when the guy's BattleBot cracks that glass, you're like, no, <laughs> you're not allowed to bring that. If you saw this thing coming down the street, you would have to run. But understand something. These things are moving so fast with their giant whirling blades of death that if you <laughs> saw it. If you were on the street and you saw this thing, I just thing, can't believe I am listening to you. It figures so, it, took,
2: of it course, took inanimate
4: objects to get you they in. They're very animate. Course. Listen, if you watch this, watch this. Do you do a little bit of homework? You're a shut in. What the? What else are you going to do? Watch this because all of a sudden, all <laughs> of oh, these, I'll tell you what else I'm doing these days. All right, I I watched
2: the cornholing championship. Oh,
4: hey, <clears throat> you and me.
2: <laughs> I, and I, I never thought I'd the say the this SPN,
4: when the cornholing. I had just, to give away my kit. I was wasting too much time in my backyard. I had to give away I'm my kit. You, you
2: know, yeah, the thing is is that I just can't understand why like anybody our age of our ilk
4: it's okay, something that you sees do, that listen
2: in the in the in the scroll down as you're going through the channels like uh, Whoa.
4: what? Yeah.
2: I think it's, yeah, it's the, mandatory
4: you have to have a beer in your hand. But do this, do this for me. Do the homework because all these arguments that I used to listen to and not be a part of because I didn't care and when I was at the sports station, when I was at WQAM. And the auto racing fans would argue yeah. with the non-auto racing fans about whether or not auto racing qualifies as a sport. And I actually think it does now. I, I, do, I, I, I believe it does. Because here's my thing. They would say, George doesn't care about any of it. What do you think? And I And I would say – if you're participating in it, if you're engaged in it, it is called whatever you wish to call it. And yeah. if you're a spectator, you're a fag. And then I would walk along. <laughs> and, <all right? laughs> I would walk along. Those are the terms.
2: Well, I've, no, I've, but, I've actually, I actually came around uh, several years ago. I can't remember why, well, but I've, I've now determined that that NASCAR racers and these IndyCar car racers and stuff like that—they're athletes. It's different things. They're athletes.
4: It's 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 different yeah. things. We're talking about different contests. It does take a physicality, but I don't want to be involved in these things where, like, is golf a sport? Just like, look, golf and, and pool and things like that—they're—they're they're games. It's like uh, you know, it's like what golf and tennis and ping pong. I don't want to get into that argument because ultimately, all right. If you're doing it, God bless you and good for you. Now, having said that, as a spectator in Robot Wars, because I, and I would be a participant if I had a budget. Boy, I'd be, I, I would be oh, building robots. Be all over that. I'd it's be funny. building I robots. Can, I can
2: imagine. But that here's now. the
4: argument now. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. After you do your homework, I, I have a question for you that I want okay. your opinion of because, because now all of the auto racing arguments that I've heard in my life are starting to echo and resonate. What's more important? Because these guys you've got a remote control operator. They're not op- athletes, they're
2: competitors. No, no,
4: you're not that's not my question. You've got a remote control operator operating the robot, okay? Okay. You've got the, the the engineer that designed the robot. This is an idea. And you've got one crazy idea going against another crazy idea. Robot that swings a hammer versus ro- ro- robot with a... Sounds, ro- like, rota- sounds like Congress. Right. Versus robot with a rotating blade. Who's got the better idea? And then there's yeah. this. Materials. And then there's this. The construction. How well... Yeah, was I it get to- it. I, no, I, look. I understand so, all of that. What's your question? Which one is more important? Because you're going to watch this thing and you're... Going to come away with like very conflicted opinions in your own head because you're oh, going to I, see I, I both of them are going to be important. Right, it's the construction and it's the right. person
2: handling the tool itself. You're going to
4: watch what you're convinced destroy. is a really destroy. shitty robot destroy a a indestructible death machine through the use right. of skill. No. Yeah. yeah, I got it. it's. It's an amazing thing to watch. But so now here's here's the other argument. I'm convinced, man. Nothing. I don't know why anybody is building anything other than the heavily armored vertical rotating blade. That's the weapon. That's the weapon. All right. Now, oh, there you that's, go. That's that's my yeah, sports now talk. Not,
2: now I have to watch this just so I can <laughs> come up with something that will defeat Cobalt
4: your- your- Cobalt. It's not the only robot, but it, it exemplifies that design. The the robot. I've never
2: called- seen you this enthusiastic about a competition of any
4: kind ever. When you've got a machine that can kill people, and they're just and they're and they're destro- and it's just an amazing thing to watch. Watch seasons three and four. I'll send you the link to the app. Okay, there, that was my sports spiel. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm literally sitting here in amazement. You said we were going to wing it. This is what you're right, excited. All
2: right. All right. Ready? We're going to do a speed round. Here's, here's one. Okay. My mother sent me this. She couldn't believe I didn't see it. Some commissioner was on a, uh, you know, like town commissioner. He was on one of these uh, Zoom meetings. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. And he uh, had to resign because in the middle of the meeting, which was video, his cat, came onto the desk, and he literally picked the cat up and just tossed it aside. And everybody went into a big, you know, everybody just went ballistic, and he had to resign. This guy resigned because he threw a cat during a Zoom meeting.
4: That'll go to show you. So,
2: yeah, I just think I've been saying this for two months now. Ever since all this shit started, I can't wait to see what people start doing. You know, I I was watching something a few nights ago. It was a serious thing on one of the cable news channels. Somebody who is well known, a reporter, uh, you know, somebody from one of the papers. He's on there doing it, and all of a sudden, right behind him, his son, who looks like he was a teenager, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, something like that, comes up from behind him, okay, mm-hmm. and just gives like the shock call me sign, like that, you know, you know, the shocker walks up, does that for like two seconds, and then walks away. I'm trying. I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if this kid said. I'll bet you, 50 bucks, I can be get on national television tonight. That was it. Walks up, does it, goes back, says, call me, Jose, so you <laughs> can, you know, sell me my 50 bucks now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, if you watch, you know, I just wrote this down. Fox is an alternative universe. When I've been, we've been talking about this on the show, when I have been railing about it about how everything is a is a matryoshka doll that has to be bigger than the previous matryoshka doll. And then I went off on my whole squirrel thing. Everything is a squirrel. It's a new squirrel. Mm-hmm. And if you I watched Fox when first, you know, b- the the whole Biden uh rape allegations from from 93, okay? That was their first thing. They they've been going off on that. Then okay, Flynn gets, you know, they, they toss out the case. The DOJ and 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 uh, Attorney General Barr toss out the case against Flynn. Now, this is like the lead story. The coronavirus is like in the B block or C block now on Fox shows. And if you watch Hannity, it's not on at all. What virus. Yeah. See, yo, seriously. You say that like a joke. Mm-hmm. But if you watch Fox from 8 to 11, any of these shows, the opening of every single show, you know, where each of these people does their diatribe, Tucker Carlson, Hannity, and then uh, what's her name? That stupid fucking bitch who used Laura to be Ingraham. You know, she used to clerk for Supreme Court justice. I mean, if that isn't the biggest waste of civil procedure and contract law in the history of the world, basically since, you know, ju- her and Judge Janine, mm-hmm. Seriously. The two of them, do we screw them and how? Their law firm. Okay, <laughs> if you watch these uh, three as opposed to the accounting firm, do we cheat them and how? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you watch Fox, it's mm-hmm. everything is about. Neg- it's the next six months are going to be so negative. I'm going to talk about that in the next section. But Fox is an alternative universe, and so right. their latest thing was Flynn. Okay, and then President Obama decides during a private call with his with people who belong to like his his whatever his charity or they sign you know there's Mm -hmm. like a few people on the call many of whom obviously are reporters and it and he says stuff and basically this is President Obama pulling you know basically he can say oh I didn't mean to say that in public, even though he knows, he's basically saying it in public. Right. That was his way of saying it in private, knowing, knowing, you know, yeah. from the very start that it's going to get out there, all right? And the minute he says that, okay, what comes up next? ObamaGate. That's the new thing now. In case you haven't seen it, ObamaGate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's an alternative universe. Here's a headline that caught my eye. I thought you'd be interested. In. More than twelve thousand Catholic churches in the U.S. applied. For the PPP loans. Guess what? 9,000 got them. These churches who don't pay taxes got loans. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. My business didn't. But your lo- yeah, but your local restaurant didn't. Right. No? The Uber driver, yeah. Do you know, thousands of Uber employees just got fired over, you know, mm-hmm. in a three minute Zoom conversation. It was like a mass firing. Okay? They're not getting any money, but, you know, the Catholic churches. Oh, well, you know, what
4: about the people that we employ? Yeah, I get it. I get it. You mean the other con artists, all the con artists that work there? Right, exactly. You know, I I do get it, except the difference between you and everybody else is
2: they pay taxes. You are basically taking their tax money, and they don't get any. Explain that to me, you fucking liars. Right now, what we're witnessing, here's the – I thought this line up, and I, I realized that you of all people would appreciate it. We are now in the midst, okay, of an attempt at the greatest gaslighting, mm-hmm. okay? Some chick in a manger said she was still a virgin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the greatest gaslighting in history. Here's, you know, having said that, here's one you're going to like. I-, I can't believe why uh, why this doesn't apply to the Catholic churches. Marco Rubio joins Rick Scott Says too many of the unemployed don't want to work," said said members of Congress. <laughs> Welcome to mm-hmm. irony du jour. Like yeah, that joke writes itself. But this is their thing now. Oh, we don't want to give. We can't give them unemployment. We shouldn't be giving them two thousand dollars a month, or we shouldn't be adding. You know, and this is coming from two people who represent the state of Florida, mm-hmm. the state that has the worst overall record. As far as um, responding to unemployment claims, by the way, blame that on Rick Scott. Well, I mean, Governor DeSantis certainly did. He did. Well, like I said on the last show, he did exactly what Trump did to Obama. And now I just noticed this morning that McConnell is doing. Oh, it was. It's Obama's fault. Blame blame the previous guy. This is what DeSantis is doing, and as a result of that, Rick Scott's saying, well, his, his take on this, the two senators from the great state of Florida, all right, their take on this is, hey, guess what? Okay, you know, the reason we shouldn't have to be paying so much attention to unemployment insurance is because these people should, why aren't they working? Yeah, why, well, they don't want to. The Fuck them. You know, And, of course, this is taking place in the same state where this headline, if this headline doesn't catch your eye, I don't know what it what does. FDLE, which is the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, they're like the FBI uh, for the state of Florida. That's what the FDLE is. Okay, It says, FDLE releases list of COVID-19 deaths. Top medical examiner calls it a sham. Indeed. They won't tell us. They won't tell us. There's a, it's just found unresponsive at home. Grim records recount lonely deaths, uh, lonely death records kept by medical examiners in Florida uh, offer a window in how the coronavirus has killed more than 1,600 people there. Many of them died at home without anybody noticing. They didn't, you know, they just died. This, you know, all these, these old people yeah. just died at home. And nobody, you know, it wasn't until their their home care worker showed up on Monday and said, hey, these people are dead. M E comes, picks them up, and because they're not in a long-term facility,
4: right, right, okay, it
2: doesn't get listed. There, there's no autopsy on them. And they're, they're old. Just day and day. Oh, it's
4: just an old person dying. So they just died oh. from old, and that's it. Right. And
2: you know, all the while, DeSantis is saying, "What a great job he's doing." Okay, because he like put up roadblocks early on in the game. Trump is touting DeSantis saying how well he's doing meanwhile the two senators are are have no comment whatsoever on the fact that all of the people who are out of work okay many of whom i might add are republicans or at least they were until recently <laughs> okay can are, are you know the food lines here are are around the block excuse me around the neighborhood excuse mm-hmm. me around the zip excuse me, around the county, thousands of people waiting for food in a state that produces half the country's food. You know, I'm that's an exaggeration. But in a state that produces like 10% of the food, there's food literally rotting away in fields out here, and 20 miles away are lines of people. Finally, they're starting to feed people, you know, I talked about this for a while. I was like, I just don't understand it. How is this possible? And really, do you know what the answer is? Here's the thing. We have food, and we have the infrastructure to get it from point of growth and production to point of use, which is put in people's stomachs. We have all that. So what's missing? Money. That's it. Paying the farmers for the food, paying the truckers to get it to the warehouse, paying the people who own the property the warehouses on to store it, produce it, and then – Paying people to send it out to the people who need to eat it. All that's missing is the money to pay those people. Everything else is there. Okay? Everything else is there. And it's the exact same thing about the virus. Okay? I don't want to hear this bullshit about how we couldn't have done better. We absolutely could have done better. We chose not to. Yeah. Okay? We can do the best. And I'll tell you, of all the things, you know, that dog. Uh, You know, the world – here's the headline I saw was the world came together for a virtual vaccine summit. The U.S. was conspicuously absent. I talked about this on the last show and the one before that, how we're just basically – we are now going to increasingly the odd man out when it comes to the rest of the world putting its heads together for a solution to a problem that affects everybody, that includes us. And we're now, we've gone from the head of the table to being sent into the other room to sit with the kids. <laughs> yeah. The kid table. That's it. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's literally what it is now. Okay? It happened again. By the way, side note in case nobody noticed this, the UN had a resolution, okay, except the UN, except the United States, okay, vetoed it. And it was for a global um, ceasefire in all existing wars. And we said no. Yeah, who wants that? I'm just saying what's yeah, that's, that's bad enough, but what's truly remarkable is that it took a disease that could kill us without weapons to get us to say, hey, maybe we should stop trying to kill each other with weapons. That's, this is what it took. For us to even have that thought, forget about the fact that it would never happen because there's some shitty people in the world that'll never, it doesn't matter what you, you know, you can come up with any solution you want. They're going to say, fuck you. You think these guys, you know, you think Boko Haram gives a fuck what the U.N. has to say? <laughs> right. <laughs> I think the cats in Myanmar are yeah. Listening, yeah. listening to the U.N. general secretary. Ah, not so much. No. Somali warlords.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly. Right. Oh, yeah. These people don't care, all right? They they don't give a shit, and you know? It's, uh, let me see. This is one I spoke about. I've been speaking about this for years now, for, but this headline happened after the last show, after I went off on these people, I saw this. For over a decade, the Permian Basin in Texas and New Mexico has been the epicenter of the American oil boom. Now it's the epicenter of its demise. All right. Here's the thing about something like that. You ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. them. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Really, one of the headlines said that up until recently, the the part that was the best was that years ago, the last time there was an oil crash, there were bumper stickers that started popping up in, you know, in West Texas. And it said, uh, dear, uh, dear Lord. Please just give us one more oil boom, and we promise not to screw it up. Yeah, yeah, that's what it said, okay? Four or five years ago, okay, people, you know, wildcatters and these guys that worked in the oil industry and, and, and oil rigs and all these people, there was a, a, a part in this article that said, you know, before they went to work, they were dining on, on steak and shrimp. They were surfing, taffing every day. That was that was part of this article. Oh, but now look at what happened to oil. Pro- oh, no. Some of these companies are going to go out of business. Oh, I'm so sorry. What about the people that have money invested in the oil sector? Fuck them too. Yeah. Should have invested. You motherfuckers. Should have invested in, in some solar company. Fuck you. Fuck oil workers. Seriously. I, I know that a lot of them are just regular hardworking people. You got the truckers who have to transport the pipe and the oil from point A to point B and all of these people. I get it. Okay? Sorry. They can Sorry. join they can join the buggy whip guy. Yeah. Join a yeah, join the buggy whip guy. So a couple of quick things here before we get on to some more groove. Yeah. <laughs> But what what I've been talking about throughout the entire Trump administration, and it's now even more. It just came to light because of this, this one particular thing. But I've been saying all along. You know, I remember a couple of years ago I was saying, "Hey, you know, we don't have ambassadors in half these places." And I was I asked you if you wanted to be. I said I wanted to be the ambassador of Ireland. Yeah, we have no we have no ambassador in Colombia in Bolivia. Of course, we do have an ambassador um, at the Vatican. Okay, that we have to have. Do you know who it is? Trivia question.
4: For your oh, I, I I knew this before. Isn't it Heather uh... Newer? Now it's Newt Gingrich's wife. His third uh, yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's what it. Yeah. His third wife is. You really
2: have to appreciate that. You know, she's the ambassador to the Vatican, which does not sanction divorce.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. Let
2: alone two of them. Ah! But we don't have ambassadors anywhere, and I was saying this is going to be – this is the administration during which you're going to find somebody, some Oliver North type guy who thinks this is when we get to try
4: Iran-Contra. I can pull it off now because right. nobody's fucking watching the store. Dude, wh- and who knows what's happening now all over the place as a result of this that we never find out. I saw a lit.
2: It says the Trump administration is reversing nearly 100 environmental <laughs> rules, and they had a full list of it. But the one that caught my eye, that I think is just the classic because it's so perfect, and I have to give a shout out to my man Ken Sanzel, because he came up with the the little the little name, okay, Bay of Piglets, <laughs> okay. These two guys in, uh, in Venezuela, two special ops guys, yeah, yeah they're being yeah. paraded before the camera, saying that they were there trying to organize a coup mm-hmm. at the best of some you know shady character. Who is has his headquarters where? Yeah, state of Florida, which is exactly where they were headquartering people to do the original Bay of Pigs. They were, and continued to train people in like the Swamplands all during the 70s and 80s, okay, in the hopes of sending them back, you know, to overthrow Castro, all right? They had these training camps. Okay, so you've got that. Then you've got an administration that says, we don't know anything about it, we have mm-hmm. no idea what these guys they were totally rogue. We had nothing to do with it. But at the same time, and this made no news whatsoever. I almost missed this particular little little piece of of, of you know of info. Some somebody in the administration said they're gonna be doing everything they can to get their prisoners of war home. Mm-hmm. Prisoners of war, huh? Which war is that? What war is that? This is it. This is this is the start of it. You're starting to see, you know, this one these guys just happen to fuck it up so badly that they got caught. But you have to imagine. We don't have there's nobody while everybody is staring at this the bright you know, don't 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 go towards the light. <laughs> COVID nineteen. Right? While everybody is staring at this bright light. Mm-hmm. Okay? What it's causing is is every time they turn away from the light, they're completely blind. You know, mm-hmm. you have to take the thing in front of your eyeball. That's what this is like. And all over the world, we you know, I guarantee there are foreign service, lifetime forest service, foreign service operatives out there. Some guy in South America, he's been, you know, he was regular army, then yeah, he went into the foreign service, he's been all over the world. He's got 25, 30 years of service to his country, probably, at this point, two ex-wives, a couple of kids out there, alimony, child support, you know, no fucking, his 401k just fucking tanked before his eyes. And he's thinking, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to try, time for me to to put a few ducats in the coffers offshore someplace. As long as I'm down here and nobody's looking, you know why not i swear to god when when the story about all this shit starts to come out and it will it will come out we're going to start finding out about this kind of shit like that that went down in venezuela there's going to be a lot of it there's going to be so much there's going to be so much of this shit you'll see that, that come out oh yeah man all right i know this is one of those interesting things because People are always talking about how life is changing and just homeschooling. Hey, your kid's got a what? A 3.30 Zoom class, right? Mm-hmm. That means we need to get to some groove, and it's your group. Talk us, right. in, Talk us. In.
4: Oh. oh, yeah. No, we're going to start off with a, a a topical song, of course, <laughs> about being <laughs> stuck in a box by Fat yeah, Gadget. Oh, oh. I'm so glad that I gave you know gave you that's really
2: obnoxious. <laughs> that I encouraged you. I basically talked you into is what I actually had to do. Yes. To doing a set per show. I, I've been asking you for a while. I know. By the way, I noted for the record that I wasn't holding you back. I had asked no,
4: you No, you had to drag me kicking and screaming.
2: And practically and now And thank look, you. At you. Yes, now, no. look at you like right, I'm you know enjoying what? it set every two weeks and you get to kinda of have some fun with it. And now you're like off
4: now, yeah. seriously, I've created a monster. No question. All right. Tell me about it. It's Fab Gadget on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
1: Science, science,
0: Too soon, all for love and love for all. Who would know later in life he'd fall <laughs> This boy was raised with a steady hand. His daddy was a hard-working man. His mama gave him all her love, cause God gave it to her from above. Crack, drill, uh, apple jack. Jack. He jumped in and he couldn't jump back. He was just too blind to see that. Death lives in the rock house. Crack. His friends thought it was all for fun. He robbed the old woman with a water gun. His heart was pounding, his eyes was wide, but the devil was on his side. Crack. Killed Applejack. He jumped in and he couldn't jump back. He was just too fly to see that. Death lives in the rock house. Crack. Killed Applejack. He jumped in and he couldn't jump back. He was just too bad to see that. Death Death wheels in the rock house. Some say he should have died that day, but he didn't. He got away. He was living the life out the silver spoon. He was riding like a cowboy gone to the moon. But the pipe had him. Life's no fun. Now he's just his mama's son. On a dead-end street. And he don't really know. His only family is the rocks and the blow. Crack, kill Applejack. He jumped in and he couldn't jump back. He was just too blind to see bad. Death lives in the rock house. Crack, kill Applejack. He jumped in and
5: he couldn't jump back. He was just too blind to see bad. Death lives
0: in the rock house. His I'm soul's watch upon this ring. Boy, looking for the real thing. And I don't know if I told you about his wife named Annie. He soon began to sell her fanny to the deacon and the plumber and the Indian chief. Even to the hype across the street. And when his money and woman was gone, he began to sell his own. Crack, kill, Applejack. He jumped in and he couldn't jump back. He was just too blind to see that. Death lives in the rock house. Crack, kill, Applejack. He jumped in and he couldn't jump back. He was just too blind to see that. Death lives in the rock house. Crack. Big old dreams, by far this was his worst scheme, he became a preacher, spreading the word, telling folks what they had already heard about life in general, a matter of fact, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but nothing mattered, nothing at all, but a glass pipe and a little white ball, crack, healed, apple jack, he jumped in and he couldn't jump back, he was just too blind to see that, death lives in the rock house, crack, So twustle twone, this boy was never going home It was a sad sight, I must confess He died on the freeway in a mini dress His mama told him which way to go He had to smoke some, the law didn't go And what I thought was really odd He died screaming, oh my God Crack, kill Applejack He jumped in and he couldn't jump back He was just too blind to see that Death lives in the rock house Crack, kill Applejack he jumped in and he couldn't jump back He was just too blind to see that Death lives in the rock house Crack kill Applejack He jumped in and he couldn't jump back He was just too blind to see that Death, death lives in the rock house Crack kill Applejack He jumped in and he couldn't jump back He was just too blind to see that Yeah, Death lives in the
5: rock house
4: Fuzzy weepy guitars of uh, Supergrass. There, how you doing there, Tony? Yeah, <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. I, I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, you know, I want to talk about this set that uh, that you recognized everything except uh, General Kane. Super Supergrass is uh, is my attempt oh, to. No, uh, I,
2: d- I didn't know Supergrass. The, I that. knew the first, the first two songs. I was, oh, I was okay. Familiar well, with. well good because I, to, yeah.
4: you know, I, I try to stump the band uh, with my sets uh, as a, as a bonus. <laughs> but but I really thought that you would uh, recognize the second one. Uh, Supergrass is my 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 testament to my my claim that I'm always making that that the Brits didn't stop doing good three and four piece rock and roll bands. Like oh, yeah beatles stones, the who the the police you know kinks uh, they, they, they are the wellspring, I think of that, and then to a lesser right. degree, the colonies the americas canada Australia, that four piece band, I really think that. That it's well, like yeah, that ba- I played last week. I played the band mm-hmm. Little Barry, yeah, which yeah. I
2: think is a perfect example of that. So this
4: is uh, the Gas Brothers. Gas Coombs uh, started this as a three-piece band. And then his uh, his brother Rob joined them later. But uh, you know, indie alternative, but very solid, uh, just just meaty. Meaty music, no, cool. uh, Supergrass. Uh, there before that, General Kane. And I th- I saw these guys on TV, and and I thought that they were going to be all over the place. But you want to talk about a flash like a like a really fast flash in the pan? That was a Motown record. They they produced two albums with two wow. hit songs. That one was produced by Motown. They've. Had several uh, band member changes, two name changes. They used to be Kane with a with a C and an E on the end, and then they had to change it to with a K for some reason. <laughs> but the guy died Mitch uh McDowell Mitchell McDowell uh who was the lead, the basically the you know the leader of the band uh it was one of those things where people you know that General Kane was the name of the band but people kept thinking that it was his name so he just stopped correcting them after a while <laughs> you know but then he died uh, in 92 at the age of 37 so and I and I always thought until just now cuz I thought I'm going to look something up here cuz I always swore that that was something produced by Prince are in there because it's got that kind of uh, yeah. Morris Day sound or, yeah. or cameo, you know, that, 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 um, but it's not, these are, I've never heard of any of these people. So yep. just goes to show you, uh, but yeah. here's, here's a little, a little tidbit. Um, Nancy Reagan, uh, uh, was, was taken by that song. Yes. It struck a chord with her. <laughs> 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 it struck a, it's, it, it. It resonated with her. It spoke to oh, her soul, go, and she she invited Mitch and the band General Kane to the White House. So they visited during her uh, "Just Say No to Drugs" uh, campaign was going on. She thought that uh, that this was the kind of wholesome music that America should be listening to. <laughs> Cause, especially because he's got sound effects of hitting the the, the crack pipe in the song. No, I, and the, I,
2: I, I so, when I first heard the set so, I was singing that song. I didn't know who it was. I'm sure I'm to I'm when, like, when
4: Nancy's tapping her toe at the White House, you know, in the in the, in the garden there, uh, that she's doing that. Now, before that, I've been wanting to play Grimes for a a very long time, and 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 I'm glad that you know who she is. But yeah, I, I've been I've been tra- I've I've been a fan of Grimes since before she started dating elon musk so i didn't even know she was oh didn't you because she's all over the news lately because both of them yeah like i paid yeah okay which news are you talking about okay they're on (laughs) my regular they're on my regular news feed now he just had a baby with her they just had a baby just now like days the baby is like two days old three days old all right well now i'm gonna have to start paying attention
2: to this chick because she's you know it wasn't in the gossip column
4: all right First, all right, then back up. I'm I'm a Grimes fan because I'm going to raves and listening to EDM and everything. Wonderful little girl from Toronto because she's in her thirties now, but she was just a she was just a a a a. a just this young chick, she sits in her living room and her bare feet surrounded by equipment and a microphone. And most of her music isn't like that. Most of her music is more like ethereal, electronicy, dancey, dance rave.
2: Yeah, that was, I mean, the thing is, is that particular song I was aware of because I had heard it you know, on the radio at some point,
4: flicking through channels so a while ago. It's but, it's it's about as mainstream as she gets because a lot of the stuff it sounds like it sounds like she doesn't have a plan. <laughs> she just kind of has a melody in her head, so she just turns everything on and starts hitting and buttons funny, and making no and making sounds with her mouth. And it, I've never heard a grime song I didn't like. And Pandora uh, spits her out all the time. I impressed a young jaded uh, one of these sour young women. Like, uh, daughter of one <laughs> of my friends. You're gonna have to narrow that one yeah. down for me a little bit. Friend, friend of mine was in the car and had like his office assistant in there. She was a d- jaded young chicken. Pandora played played Grimes, and she's like, Oh, you like Grimes? And, you know, we started talking about Grimes, and uh, she didn't think that I sucked nearly as much by then. But anyway, she, yeah, she, uh, she's, she tweets and, and writes stuff on Instagram about Elon Musk all the time, and it's funny, so it makes the news. <laughs> and well, then Elon he's, he's tweeting every time he does something that she doesn't like, he tweets about that. Oh, my girlfriend's mad. At me because I did something because she's Let's like an it. environmentalist. It's hysterical. It's hysterical because well, she
2: said, uh, "You know, Elon Musk just got the, the official okie-dokie from the state of California." Yeah, after basically saying, "Hey, we're the largest manufacturer in state, so you can tell me that I'm not allowed to open." But guess he's, what? I actually am allowed to open, it. And there ain't jack shit you can do about it unless you want to be responsible. He's, he's in for, the news. For basically, you know canning 10,000 uh, All people. the time.
4: But it's it's funny because she'll say, like, she announced, like, I'm dating Elon, Nux, uh, Elon Musk now and her friends and her fans are like, really? It's like, yeah, there was an orientation. <laughs> I had to go. That. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that <laughs> is <fun>. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she's great. So I like Grimes, and I and I listen to Grimes a, a, a lot in the car. I skate to Grimes a lot. That's about the most upbeat, industrial sounding as she gets. Most of her stuff yeah. is way more ethereal than that. And then starting that off, you've got to go do some throwback 90s uh, Brit. Yeah. Yeah. Solo fad gadget. This guy, uh, he's he's got a sense of humor. Anybody? Francis Tovey or Tovey? I don't know how you say his name. But another one of these one uh, yeah, one, like man, one man one man multi industrial multi instrumentalist uh, yeah. new wave industrial uh, political social commentary music. Yeah,
2: the first the first
4: thing I thought of was Gary Newman. Yeah, yeah, but that's, he's, that's, a little, he's a little he's a little bit. Like later than that, more industrial yeah. than the early, but uh, but still with our with our COVID nineteen appropriate reference, uh, the box. Oh, wait, let, let me yeah. out, yeah. Anyway, yeah, and I, I caught that. I caught that pretty quick. That that one, I actually. Well, you weren't the only one, and and you were the inspiration <laughs> for the crack killed Applejack song because later on you that got white the, lines, and I go ah that song. Yeah, just <laughs> the title of that song is like
2: all right. No more calls. It, it really,
4: He really wants that song to be a hit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, man. I thought that was cool. I mean, you you stumped the celebrity panel. With, the fad gadget I was aware of. I mean, you know,
4: that's it's old. That's it's, 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 things, it's,
2: yeah, I remember
4: that. I never ago. got any radio play here. I never heard yeah. of fad gadget on the radio, though.
2: Well, there Ever. were, there were yeah, but you could catch it. You just had to know which station. The
4: UM, the college yeah. station. That's, right yeah. Back.
2: So, yeah, you ready? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right? I got I started thinking about this was, you know, everybody keeps talking about, I, I, you know, yesterday at the exact same time that the Senate was doing its, uh, you know, hearings with with all the uh, the various now self quarantining experts like the actual doctors and stuff. All right. At the exact same time that was happening, the Supreme Court. Was hearing arguments regarding Donald Trump's tax returns, and there's two separate part. There's two separate uh, subpoenas or, or arguments they're listening to. One is that Congress should have the right to it, and then the the one that actually has more validity is that uh, the Southern District of New York, uh, Cy Vance's kid, who's running that show, should have access to it. And one of the things that I thought was interesting was that they're not actually. This isn't. They're not asking Donald Trump himself to testify. They're they're actually subpoenaing a third party, so that's one of the things that could make this quite interesting. Where, but both of those things happened at the exact same time. At the exact same time, that's happening. And what it got me to thinking was this: you start thinking about what is going to happen during the next six months. The next six months, between now and the end of the year, pretty much. Okay, we've got the virus. We've got a country that is in a depression officially now. You know, there's there's you know, they, they can candy, they can sugarcoat it all they want, with the Dow Jones doing well. But the you know, the disconnect between the Dow Jones Yeah, and, we don't
4: wonderful. Uh, at at best for the normal person, at best it affects your four oh one K. That has nothing to do with what's going on right now.
2: Yeah. And and the but what's interesting is that, you know, the they're going to issue their rulings on this in July. okay? the Supreme Court's going to issue their rulings on it in July. Mm -hmm. All right. You've got the election. You've got um, everything that is that is happening right now, but also you've got things like. What we're not paying attention to, which are the two countries that are going to be the new holy fuckballs people are dying in droves countries. One is – and, you know, Putin just can't stand being uh, an also-ran. He doesn't want to be a bridesmaid. Yeah, Russia, fastest – they're now number two with a bullet, as it were, as far as cases. You want to see some
4: speed, bitch? I'll show you some yeah. real speed. It's,
2: it's, <laughs> yeah, and we don't – And just like, and just like China – can you
4: believe what they say? No. No. You know, no. You know, okay. There's no way. And, of course, that strategy – That is, reminds me. Watch Chernobyl. On that note, watch Chernobyl. Back to what you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, Okay, but
2: the, the, that particular strategy is about to be used by this administration, by Trump. He is going – because what you heard yesterday were the experts saying, you know, most likely the numbers are far higher. We just didn't know how to account for them. We didn't realize at the time, or there was no autopsy, or it just wasn't – there was no official diagnosis. The the numbers are probably far higher than what we've seen. And, of course, what the administration is about to say is the numbers are far lower. They're being inflated. This is all an attempt to make everybody go into a panic and, you know – ruin donald trump's reputation <laughs> you know whatever the fuck that is that's what the administration is going to start trying now because everything is about distraction and so once the distraction thing the the multiple the herd of squirrels is set free from the oval office you know look a squirrel look another squirrel look another squirrel that's what it's going to be from now on. but the other thing the the trump strategy and this is going to be the gop strategy and the way you know that is because it's what Fox News's strategy is. Okay, it's all going to be about kill the messenger. Yeah, everything's going to be about kill the messenger from now on. Everything is going to be about um, you know disparaging any and all opposition verbally, politically, mm-hmm. industrially, anything, anything that is not in goose-stepped, stepped, lockstep. <laughs> with trump okay what what he is going to do is basically say bullshit you know yeah. he is just going to lambaste everybody doesn't matter who it is as long as he can't as long as he has somebody to fight that's what he needs but i'm going to tell you the next place that is just going to be it's it's really it's 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 going to be a disaster any minute now is brazil Oh, watching it. That's already. It's already.
4: and It's just going to get worse.
2: What happens when we'll never know the true numbers there in the favelas? Give me a break. Tens of thousands of people are going to die. You you know what? Tens of thousands of people are going
4: to die in the favelas. We're not going to know. We're not going to know the real numbers because they won't either. Yeah. They're they're dying so fast they're not bothering to count them.
2: Yeah. Nobody's going to know. They're just plowing them under. But I was thinking to myself, you know, what's it? A year from now, one year from today, you try and think about what the the front page headlines are going to be on a, on the a New York Times. A, a year from now, everything could be completely different. Everything could be completely different. And one of the things I was looking at was the uh, the the uh, the protesters, these these fucking idiots, <laughs> you know. Masks? We don't need no stinking I, masks. I, I, so, yeah, that, right. Go- Sierra from the Houston movie, uh, Treasure of Sierra Madre. You know the badges line. We don't even know, think of badges. These guys—that's what they're doing. They're doing it in state houses, but it's a teeny tiny portion. These these people are being given this huge voice for a reason, and this is literally <coughs> the Putin strategy that he used in the Ukraine, which started, okay, over yeah. Straight out of Charlottesville, baby. Started over a statue. We talked about this a couple years ago. When this very small percentage of of people who live in the Ukraine who are natural, they're they're actually of Russian heritage. They're Russians, but they live in Ukraine. It's like 10% of the population. Mm -hmm. But Putin saw a way to, you know, start doing what he wanted to do. And he sent his thugs in there. And then what he did is he brought, he made... These people started going out and protesting. It's mm-hmm. the it's the church carriers. And so then they the news covers them and one thing leads to another, and next thing you know, hey, guess what? We're taking Crimea. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Now cut to the United States. It's the same thing. This is the Ukraine strategy in America. And Russia is participating in it. But the interesting thing is is that the Trump administration is an and and by extension, Fox News, okay are absolutely willing participants in this, and I'm going to just say it: conspiracy. It is a conspiracy. Okay, at, and a year from now, if Trump loses, when Trump loses, please, oh I don't God. ask for much. I don't ask for much these days. I swear to God, I don't. Okay, and I, okay, please be at that point one year from now. Okay, Trump could basically be. Hold up in Mar-a-Lago, fighting extradition to New York, theoretically, okay? And once he's gone, you saw the letter the other day from 2,000 lawyers saying that Barr should should step down. Mm -hmm. They had never heard of anything like this before, and if you watch Fox News, it's literally as if this was the smoking gun that showed that Flynn was entrapped Mm -hmm. and that he anything wrong by the way Manafort got out of jail today yeah he's, he's going to serve the rest of his time on house arrest let me see if I got this straight this motherfucker was convicted of this crime and probably got away with a whole bunch more and now you know what his sentence is basically doing what most of the rest of us are doing
4: yeah staying home
2: yeah 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 that's what he's doing now he's walking out always oh, for health fuck him fuck his health fuck you mm-hmm. All right right now this is what's going on, this, this dividing the country. And if you – I watched something last night that scared the shit out of me. On Fox News, there was an ad for Trump, and it was the, you know, we stand with Trump committee to reelect the president, blah, 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 is responsible for this. And it basically said, we need to stand with our president, our president. Mm-hmm. We need to stand with our President and if you watch Fox, you know uh, uh, Todd uh, meet the press guy okay he put on a uh, a video of I can't remember what it was, but it was truncated
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then he had to put it back up with the full length version because somebody noticed it was truncated and honestly it really didn't change the overall dynamic of the statement. But because of that, you know, he he said the next day or later on he said, you know, I put this up and there were two clips from the CBS interview and we just chose the shorter one. We didn't realize that it had been truncated so we showed you, we just wanted to make sure we showed you the full thing in context. Had we known that there was another, you know, that, that it was actually the same clip but the, the full version we would have played that. Immediately, you know what Trump says? Mm. He calls... For um, for you know Chuck Todd says Chuck Todd should should you know quit. Mm-hmm. He should resign his position because of that that. But if you watch Fox News, it is Hannity. You know, I swore off of him, but every once in a while I click in for that like opening two or three minutes just to watch his head explode on on national television every night, and it is unbelievable. We have it. Rock-solid news, the congenital liar, shifty-shift, Pelosi and the socialists, and blah, blah, blah. And now, guess who's back? Yeah, the normal suspects. Lindsey Graham is back. Ted Cruz is back. <laughs> okay? Archie is back. Gates from Florida, they're back. They're all back. They're all back, and they are going buck wild. Denise D'Souza, this guy needs to be smacked around. Whoever this guy smacked around, man, just uh, just bitch slapped this guy. Um, They had Kushner on the other night, you know, exclusive interview. Yeah, of course it's exclusive because he doesn't have the ball to do an interview anywhere else. I'd love to see him, you know, on on the Eleventh Hour with Brian Williams. Right. I would. That's I'd pay money for. That's a pay-per-view event as far as I'm fucking concerned. But a year from now we could going be looking at something totally different. And I was thinking, you know, we've been saying over and over, the emperor has no clothes. Mm-hmm. And watch Trump, who the other day basically just gave chum to his base when he said, perhaps you should ask China to the, uh, to the reporter who happens to be, wait, yeah, mm-hmm. Chinese. And then he's like, I'm taking, and as I said on the show, the last show, Basically, what he did is exactly what I said he was going to do took his ball and went home mm-hmm. okay, took his ball and went home. you know he just he can 't help himself he He is a junkie to the bone, mm-hmm. and his drug of choice is the sound of his own voice of course he's an ad coach. he needs that, and he he he's like the, the, you know I said years ago when I said I predicted that my my word of the year for the next for the upcoming year would be uh, Twitter storm or Twitter rage, all right. That's never going to win up, but it should be. <laughs> okay, he 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 like broke his own record for most tweets in a day, and it was horrendous. It's the kind of shit you would expect to see on 4chan. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the stuff. It, ObamaGate, horrible stuff about everybody he hates. The airing of grievances and then blood. Unbelievable shit. But at this point now, he's not just the emperor with no clothes. He's literally the naked emperor who is smearing shit all over himself. And, and what occurred to me is he's basically a member of the comedy troupe, the aristocrats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If yeah. you, ever seen, you know the joke about the yeah. aristocrats? Yep. That everybody does. He's that. That's who he is. That's who he is. So a member of the yeah, – we call them the Trump administration. Yeah. You know, they come out, the son, the father fucks the daughter in the ass and adulterers all over. Yeah, we're called the Trump administration. That's <laughs> what it is. A year from now, the you know, one of the things that I want to make sure that I put out there is that there's been a lot of talk, the blue state bailout. A lot of you know, and you hear Hannity, you know, Comrade de Blasio and. Cuomo, the the you know the 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 autocrat, autocrat, he's calling him an autocrat, and all this. They're railing against New York, and they're talking about how the rest of the country shouldn't have to, you know, be on the same status as New York City, and and to you know, yeah, that's right, you shouldn't, okay, because we got it first, we got it worse, okay. But what people seem to forget is that the social distancing. The quarantining, all the stuff that we've been doing, when when it was first suggested, uh, you know, that everybody do this, everybody said that the reason to do this wasn't because it was going to help the coronavirus go away. It was to flatten the curve. Right. It's not to make it go away. All we've managed to do successfully is flatten okay? Okay. Right. it and to make it so that we're not busting a hole in our healthcare industry. That right. was the reason why. And I said over and over, I've been saying it for the last two months, this isn't going to hurt Trump and the Republican Party until it actually hurts Trump mm-hmm. and the Republican Party when it starts to devastate the the heartland, when it, as it now, it was inevitable, is now inside the White House. You know? I mean, it's hard, as I said on the last show, it is hard to not have some sort of Sick pleasure. I don't want anybody to die. What I'd like is for them to get horribly sick. And I'll tell you something. I want you to try practicing saying this. Here's a tongue twister for you. You ready? All right. President Pro Temp Pelosi, <laughs> Trump, and yeah. and fucking Pence get horribly sick. They're on ventilators. Uh huh. They come down. They're both old people. All of a sudden, they both. No matter once you get it, if it starts, all of a sudden, guess what? That's right. Mm. That's right. President Pro Temp Pelosi, try that tongue twister out a few times. The end of the day, down the line, if the rest of the country manages, okay, to deal with this responsibly, okay, and you've got the meat packing places, and you've got places that are opening up that are going to become hotspots and this that. but if the rest of the country doesn't have the kind of <clears throat> deathly onslaught that New York City had at the outset, you know, a month, a month and a half ago, when it was literally, it was hell. It was hell. It was just bad. You, know, you watch that shit. They were they were digging mass. They had, they had Trumpville in Central Park. Mm-hmm. Like who? They had Trumpville in Central Park. Okay? If the rest of the country doesn't do that, guess what? They're going to have New York City to thank for it. Once again, we are going to save the country. Why? Because we took it. We took the pain first. We took the pain first and we showed everybody else what happens if you're not given advance notice. And just so we're clear about this, that advance notice should have been given to us by who? Yeah, the federal government. I blame the Republicans. I blame the GOP. I blame Trump. There's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my mind that they screwed this up. That McConnell, he's already saying, we, we didn't have a plan. Yeah, you
4: okay. lying sack of shit.
2: Obviously, complete lies. These are sound bites. He was on, you know, the, the Fox News Trump, you know, supporter network. Like some, you know, the, the alternative, the even further right. Trump nation bullshit. That's, they're doing that. If the rest of the country doesn't wind up in the same kind of situation that New York did, they'll have New York to thank for it. That's, that's it straight up. And I'm telling you guys, if you don't, if the government and people around the country... Start saying, you know, why should we give you all this money to bail you out and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we're not, you know, we have our own problems to worry about. And, you know, it was more important to take care of Boeing. And it was more important to take care of the stock market. And it was more important to take care of 9,000 Catholic churches. Okay. As I said on the last show. Okay. See what happens. Okay. When these same people decide to go back to work. And when you need a bond issue in Lexington, Kentucky, because you need to raise money, because there's nothing left in the federal kitty and you've still got roads to build and first responders to pay and schools to run and, you know, garbage to collect. So you have to do a bond issue. See what happens when those people, those very same people you were denigrating in New York. Okay. See what happens when they decide to rate your bonds as junk status. See what happens then. See what happens when we're not willing to come to the rescue. See what happens. When New York City says go fuck yourself. See what happens when we say no. Nah, you know. You want us to run a deficit. Okay. For, for every year. For the next five years. You don't get shit from us. Go fuck yourself. Go for the goose. Go for the gander. Pay for your own shit you fuckers. See what happens. If the rest of the country. Okay, gets through this without it being a, you know, death parade for months and months and months and months and months of, you know, in these um, rural hospitals, just completely overrun because they got five beds and 50 patients who need ventilators. But thank God they ordered all the PPE at a time. Thank God they got an extra 20 ventilators. Okay? If they if they get through it, they're gonna have New York City to thank for it. That's it. They have New York City to thank for it. Towards those ends, before we get back to some groove, you know what I did? You know, mangoes for medics. We're still rocking. Alright. I went over, took one of my mangoes. The the mangoes I have are called Kent mangoes, I found out. And it's gonna be about another month before they're ready. Okay? I didn't realize that. But I had an expert. Take a look at it. And he goes, yeah, they normally harvest in July or even August, but we're having an early harvest this year. So, you know, that's going to be another month before I can do that. But because I had already kind of given the word to my friend that I wanted to do this, and I was hopefully going to be doing it in a couple of weeks and couldn't, I said, you know what I can do? Let's send him something else. So I called up uh, Tom and Chad Kaczynski in uh, ocean view hawaii and they i lived across the street from them when i was living there and they have a coffee farm called Moonbean coffee farms hawaiian moon bean shit is yo shit's ambrosia man mother's milk they're dark roast seriously i slam that shit i mainline that shit the whole bean dark roast yo it's the shit and i thought to myself you know what you know who could use some, some, some really good coffee? Yeah, EMS workers in Brooklyn. So I called up Tom. I said, Here's what I want to do. I want to send a five-pound bag, like the biggest bag they, they have. He goes, Your timing's perfect. We just, you know, he's like, Me and Chad are out, out on the field right now. We just hustled and we're getting ready to roast. I said, You got dark? He's like, Yeah. So Monday, he sent out five pounds of dark roast and it got there yesterday. It got there yesterday, finally. Because everything in the mail is slow these days, um, which I'll talk about a little bit later on. But they got their dark roast today, five pounds of dark roast. And Tom you know, calls me up. He goes, hey, you because know, this shit is expensive. This isn't fucking chock full of nuts, man. You want coffee? You know what a five-pound bag of dark roast costs these days? It's, it's, it's expensive shit. He goes, I'll split the cost with you. So shout out to Tom Kaczynski, Chad Kaczynski, the entire crew out there at the Hawaiian Moonbeam Coffee Farm in in Ocean View on a big island in the (laughs) Kau District all the way down south on Hawaii Boulevard. (laughs) Fucking mucho mahalo, all right? And I am psyched because they just got it today, so I'm sure they're busy, you know, (laughs) you know, saving fucking lives. Okay? Showing how it's done to the rest of the country. So shout out to, uh, to you know, Lieutenant Cusack, the, uh, the crew at uh, Engine 38, the EMS guys at Engine 38 out there in Flatbush, Brooklyn. Shout out. You ready to get back some groove? I'm ready. I got my finger on it. Yeah, baby. It's the Groovathon on SoulfulRadio.com.
1: It up, he wipes it off, he hands it to me like it was all okay. What about the germs? I say he says, I don't believe in germs. Germs are just a plot they made up so they can sell you disinfectants and soaps. Now, he's crazy, right? There's no right, there's no wrong, there's only popular thing. You believe in germs, right? I'm not crazy.
2: baby the boots but you'll never do it babe that is uh from their i believe it's their only actual full album here are the boots from 1980 those cats are from germany the guy who wrote that song a guy named brian potter who also he's a uh, songwriter of some note he's uh from england and he also wrote this song uh, ain't no woman like the one i got Four top song, baby, you know? So that's what I call a, a pretty wide range of, of, you know, of compositional skills right there, man. Before that, played these guys before Scary Pockets. I was telling you about this a few shows ago. That is uh, the way you make me feel the, uh, I guess, the Michael Jackson song. Um, the uh, vocalist on that is Teresa Curitolo. That is uh, from a couple months ago. Basically, what these guys do is they, they release a new video every week. So, um you know, and they they do a cover of some song every week, and it's, uh, it's a bunch of session guys from LA. It's uh, and I guess that the two continuous members are lot uh, Ryan Lerman and Jack Conti. Before that, you know, shout out to my man Ed Martinez. Squeeze pulling muscles from the shelf from Archie Bargey, nineteen eighty. The uh, you know, I don't know if you've seen it. Well, you you don't do Facebook anymore, but. You know, now it's one of these things where, you know, I'm tagging so-and-so to participate in such-and-such a Uh, thing. Yeah, thanks for reminding me why I stopped. (laughs) (laughs) The one that was going around was, uh, you know, just put uh, an album cover a day for 10 days Uh, without saying what it is or, you know, that was important to you. And every day tag somebody else. So Ed put up Squeeze this album and (laughs) tagged me. And I sent him a note saying, you know, not for nothing, I love you and everything. But... Basically, the minute I'm done put doing my ten, I wanna replace them all so I don't even bother doing it the first time around. Right. I I can't, you know. This is like that thing where where people are like, Who's your favorite band? Do you wanna know who my favorite band is? Whichever band I'm grooving on at the moment. That is my favorite band right then. Yeah, I don't know what else to tell you. Before that, yeah, a little more twelve monkeys. Twelve monkeys, you know. You believe in germs, right? (laughs) 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 I just I don't know, there's it just cracks me up that Certain movies are in rotation, and that one has been on every day. Before that, I couldn't help myself. Duran Duran White Lines, you know, the original uh, Grandmaster Flash, the Furious Five song. And, uh, they, they did an album, uh, Duran Duran, called Thank You, uh, back in '95. It's all cover tunes. And um, on the original uh, White Lines, which is Don't, Don't Do It, that's what it says on the Sugar Hill label. Uh, Grandmaster Flash. Doesn't do anything on the on the song. It's all Melly Mel, but on this, the uh, the Duran Duran cover of it, both Melly Mel and Grandmaster Flash do. Uh. You know are are on that particular track. And I thought it was funny because there's a when the album came out. There's an, a there's a magazine called uh, what was it Q magazine, and it's you know Circus uh, New Musical Express type thing. And it was put together from a couple of guys. Who used to be like the the uh, the producers, the guys who who were running uh, the show, the old gray whistle test, which is you know one of these great rock and roll shows from England that was on for years. It was like the cool version of Top of the Pops, basically. But they they had this album called Q Magazine, and they literally said that it was they, they declared this Duran Duran album the wor- was it the worst album of all time. Okay, and. Somebody else said the redo of 9-11, 9/11 is a joke uh, is brilliant because it sounds more like Beck than Public Enemy. That's what somebody else said. <laughs> but Lou Reed, Lou Reed said that Duran uh, Duran's cover of uh, his song, A Perfect Day, you know, it's just yeah, yeah. a perfect day. He said it was the best cover ever completed of one of my own songs. <laughs> Lou
4: Reed said that. Ever completed? I, Yes. I'm going to have to listen to it now. Yeah. Yes. The, I'm going to tell you, it's pretty good album. I don't give a
2: shit. These guys from Q Magazine, fuck them. What the fuck do they know? Seriously, man. But I just think th- that Lou Reed would say that. Right. About that song. But also, you know, it was somebody I knew. I'm not, I'm not sure what magazine it was like. What a brilliant way, you know, that they made 9-11-11, 9 9/11 is a joke sound more like Beck than Public Enemy, come on, man! That's, you know, and it does. It's pretty cool. Before that, Clutch sneak attack—that is from a video they did a couple of weeks ago. They've done a series of videos uh, during their quarantine, and you know, it's a couple, three, four songs each time, and they 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 just you know they're they're in some studio in one of their houses or whatever, and they just record it and blast it out. There you go, baby, brand new Clutch. And kicking off the set, a band called Downtown Mystic, song is called History. That is from several years ago. I don't know who the leader, I can't remember what the name of the guy who funds the band is, but the bass and drums are uh, Paul Page and Steve Holly, who are uh, the bass and drum player from Ian Owners Ramp Band, and they were doing the Motto Opel tour. Paul, of course, is you know very old and dear friend of mine. And he said that that was long enough ago that, It was that that song was recorded quite some time ago and that the guy who who wrote it and put it out, the guy who fronted the van downtown Mystic, you know, every once in a while he likes to just, you know, throw it out there again for no reason. I was like, all right, far out, man. You know, I have been putting together like a folder of my favorite memes and tweets that have popped because some of them are hilarious. So the winner for this week comes from a guy named Danny Pellegrino, and he said it says, quote, we're all just doing the best we can, unquote. He says, this is my response to literally anything right now. Whether you tell me you chugged a box of wine, took a six-hour midday nap, set up Christmas decorations in May, robbed a bank, or gave yourself bangs, <laughs> we're just doing the best we can. He says, That's the response to everything now. I was like, yeah, I get it. Not bad. Hey, you know what? Time for me to take care of the people who take care of us. Yeah. Take care of our ride, baby. Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida, 954-247-9362. Dave's over there, man. Dave, the entire ASE certified crew. Yeah, they got you bumper to bumper. Any make, any model. And, you know, I was talking, I'm not sure if it was in the last show or the show before that, about how I was starting a Jones for Barrett-Jackson Auto Auction because they didn't do it this year. Uh, normally, they do it in April from uh, from Palm Beach. You know, they do like four, I think four or five during the course of the year. But they, obviously, they couldn't do it. But you know what they are doing right now? Yeah, just for junkies like me. Yes, the Barrett Jackson Auto Auction online with silent bidding. It's going on right now. You go to the site. You can bid on the cars from home if you got the money. There's some pretty cool cars there, man. So... You know, it's not the same I don't know, it's, it doesn't have the same feel as hearing the guys, you know, do the as hearing the auctioneers, which is you know, or and listening to uh, Rick De Brule and Steve Mignonti tell me all about the cars and everything. It's you know, that's that really is part of the whole mise en scene as it were, for, for, for me personally. But it's there, so I skimmed through that a little bit. I'm thinking about finding some, some recordings of, of auctioneers and just playing them in the background as I look through the various cars that are being bid. Get myself in the mood. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. Hey, easy to get to. Although, I don't know if you've been out on the roads recently. A little more traffic. You spotted yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. A little and, more traffic.
4: And speed still, traps.
2: Yeah. And, and speed traps. Yeah. The cops are out there. But still, it's it's – during rush hour, it's still pretty freaking smooth sailing on 95. So, you know, <laughs> that's saying something because normally it's bumper-to-bumper. Also, I thought it was interesting because, you know, a lot of the, uh, the snowbirds basically stayed down here longer than they normally
4: would. You know, there's right. yeah, a lot well, of them are still here. Yeah, they're not going to go back to their job. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're not going to go back to their hot spot. Right. Why leave one hot spot just to go to another one? Right. You know, especially since you can just stay down here and nobody will even take note of your death as far Mm -hmm. as the state of Florida is concerned. Mm -hmm. You know, why torture your family by having them sit around and be at your bedside watching you die of something you probably shouldn't have had to die from? Why do that? Suffer alone in the warm weather and comfy confines of SoFlo, baby. Right? Right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, baby. You take ninety five. Sixty seconds off the highway. Yeah, you take uh, what is it, uh, Atlantic, west to Andrews. Make the first left. Make the first right at Third Street. Two blocks up on the left-hand side. Mention the Groovathon. There is a discount. You go on to uh, our page for the uh, for the Groovathon. You're going to see a link for Precision Auto Works. Click on the link. Takes you right to their page. Tells you everything you need to know. And of course, you'll also see. A link to our SoundCloud page. Hey, Angel, mucho mahalo, our boy Angel Espino. We, we love the fact you can listen to any show and every show we've ever done for free. And you see every song ever played on every show listed below there. Yep, yeah, You can't put a price on Groove, especially during a quarantine. I know we're, too, we're a couple of days late, but you know. We make sure you get the groove. 954 9362 Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. Yeah. It's the place where people who love their cars take their cars. And you know that. Oh, the other day, I, I'm i in a parking lot. I was picking up some food from uh, the, the J-Mac whatever restaurant across the street. I decided to get, you know, get a nice big fat burger or whatever. And so they've got you know curbside delivery. I pull in a curbside, and right next to me, a '68 Chevelle SS convertible, matching numbers, original. And I and there's like some fifty-some odd year old lady in in like a moo driving it. Seriously, <laughs> people don't even care anymore what they wear. I, I I don't even know. I live most of my days in bathing suits now. That's it. Right. I put on a. Ba- I've got like my morning bathing suit, my afternoon bathing suit, you know, and then I I switch over to like board shorts in the evening for some reason I don't know. All right, so, okay, and I'm she she's sitting right there, and so I tell her to roll down the window, and I go, first of all, that is just a that car is just beautiful. The sound of the engine was awesome, and it was in like the sky blue with the white leather interior and the white top. It's a, it's a drop top too. All right, she goes, yeah, you know. It's an original. She's, and I said, you I got a friend of mine. He does a lot of work on cars. She goes, I'm actually looking for somebody to help me with the the, uh, the convertible top on this. Who so does work on this. I said, write this number down because I have it memorized at this point. <laughs> and I said, call him. Tell him, you know, that you ran into this, some some crazy guy named Tony in a parking lot. And I told her, I said, look, all you have to do is drive over there. I said, it's really because it's only – 10 minutes from where we were sitting, that parking lot we were sitting in, and I said, if you go over there, all you need to do is take a look at the other cars that are in that garage, and you'll know you're at the right place, okay, that's all you need to do, you go over there, and you see those cars, I've said it before, he has cars in there that are absolutely worth more than my house, and I have a, you know, I got a nice house, (laughs) <laughs> you know, you've been there. Yeah, you've indeed. Seen it. it is. It's it's ridiculous. It's it's his own little Barra Jackson Auto Auction right there. So hopefully, you know, this lady, because that car was beautiful. Oh, it was so beautiful. Hey, you know what that brilliantly sk- scripted tagline means, though, right? Indeed. Yeah, it's time for the Drive Groove on com. go. How's that for, for a little forethought? Walter Trout. We're All In This Together. Talk about a song whose time has come. That's actually from the album of the same name, We're All In This Together. It came out in 2017. Yeah, with Joe Bonamassa on guitar with him. There's so, yeah, so certainly some strain there. Before that, I love these guys. This is, um, I played him before. It's on guitar, Matteo Mancuso. And then he's also in this uh, song, he's playing with two cats, uh, Stefano, India, and giuseppe bruno uh, these guys are from crete and i played uh a song by these guys uh by mateo before i did uh his version of the song the chicken which is uh a uh, jaco pastorius song you know that's that's famous this one also jaco pastorius this is actually a song by weather report called havona uh it was originally done by weather report on heavy weather and uh came out sometime in the 70s. Actually, that's, the, that's their big album with, you know, Birdland on it and everything like that. But credit where credit is due, just like on the other song that uh, Mateo did, uh, the bass player in this one, yeah, just like Jocko, he only needed four strings. Just four. That's it, just four. And then this five-string stuff, you know, four strings, Fender Precision, get it done. Before that, can't get enough of this shit. Ricky Skaggs and Albert Lee, that song is Hummingbird, which is a Ricky Skaggs song, that is another clip from an absolute treasure trove of dynamite music. American Music Shop. That was a uh, show that was on in the eighties with uh, Mark O'Connor uh, on fiddle. On that, he uh, it's the Mark O'Connor band. I played a number of tracks from that. I'll never get bored of that. Never. You can. There's so much great stuff from that show on uh, on YouTube. It's 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 you can spend. It's just every day you can find a new show that is so, yeah, how you can't stop watching. Just great stuff. Talk about chicken picking, man. That is chicken picking right there. Albert Lee and Ricky Skaggs. Before that, yeah, Tony Senator. This is like a little clip from a DVD for bass players. Tony Senator and Tom Semioli are the two cats that run Know Your Bass Player okay, fans of the show, and Tony on this one, he is actually playing, you're going to dig this, after I just, you know, said four strings is all chaco needed, Tony's playing a 12-string bass, now, here's why this is not the same thing as some guy playing a five-string bass, okay, because all the four strings each have the four note strings, you know, E, A, D, okay, it's three strings each, like a twelve-string guitar isn't twelve different notes. It's it's six different notes, two strings apiece. This is four different notes, three strings apiece. Plus another bass player on on that little clip right there. And bonus package for me on drums on his clip is Van Romaine, uh, one of my favorite drummers. He's plays. Uh, he played with the Steve Morse band for years and years and years, and, years and also still plays. Uh, well. Actually, on the latest uh, Dregs tour, it was, uh, you know, the original Rob Morgenstein. But Van Romijn, one of the great drummers out there, kicking off the set. Don't know how it took me so long to get around to playing this song. Yeah, ZZ Top arrested for driving while blind. (laughs) From Tejas, came out in 76. Yo, these guys have some of the best songs with liquor involved. And, you know, what is it? The uh, Mad Dog 2020 and... As you know, Boone's Farm, Aveline, and Jack Daniels, and all, they, they, Thunderbird, that's it, Thunderbird is the word, <laughs> they have a song, that, <laughs> these guys have songs dedicated to, like, they have the best liquor dedication songs of, of any artist out there, their repertoire devoted to getting drunk and doing stupid shit, unrivaled, unrivaled, you know, you've been arrested for driving while blind, yeah, so there you go, baby, what is this, 209? Right, books. Yeah. How do you like them apples? We're getting to hang of this. Yes, we are. oh you know, it's cool. Yeah, a couple of quick uh, notes right here uh, before I, you know, rush out the door and then hop a plane over to Shanghai where I can go to Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland over to Shanghai.
4: <laughs> I know, yep, I know you've been waiting. If they had a uh, roller uh, rink, if they had a roller rink, I'd be on that plane with you. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just I know that you are right now i, I don 't even i 'm losing I'm, my identity uh, it 's like slipping away we need to
2: you know what we need to do we need to make a little video of like you know the 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 old school roller skaters from Central Park where everybody would do their little dance thing but they yeah. were doing that You'd do it like that, bring out a boom box you your kid, one or two other people just oh, find some sure. find a park and.
4: All right, so, but know, remember, I'm telling you, the skating that we do isn't like that. It's about savagery and violence. <laughs>
2: oh,
4: God. <laughs> Sex and violence.
2: A couple of, notes, uh, couple of quick notes. You know, I, I sent you this text when I spotted the guy from Kraftwerk.
4: Yeah, right. yeah, you're, you're like a, you know... You and my daughter, a, yeah. I saw him in concert, yeah. yeah, before they were too old, although they looked really old, so I'm glad I got that yeah. in. Um, but this one, uh, I just found out about maybe
2: two days ago um, from a, uh, you know, from the home. I think Jerry Stiller. Yeah, yeah. Jerry Stiller passed away. And it, it, it was maybe a week ago that I was watching for the bazillionth time... The original, uh, the Taking of Pelham One, Two, Three, okay, which is, it is so good. This movie is so good, it's disturbing. And I wrote a little thing because I went to high school with Ben and Amy Stiller, and I had met both Jerry and Ann on several occasions. They, two nicer people, you're never going to meet. You know, when I was a senior and Ben was junior, they, they did like one of these panels where you. Um, you know, you, you talk to the parents of the uh, the 11th graders about what your experience was like, you know, visiting colleges and doing all the tests and letters and sending out applications and shit like that. There they were, man, Jerry and Ann, right in the front row. They were, you know, but he, this is a guy who um, Jerry, uh, Stiller and Mira, they were on the uh, Ed Sullivan show like pfft, I don't know, 20, 30 times? Mm-hmm. Okay? He was, in the movie, he plays, you know, Rico Patron, Lieutenant Rico, Rico Patron in, in uh, Taking a Pelham One, Two, Three. He played Divine's husband in Hairspray. Right. Okay? <laughs> All right? And then he goes on to be, you know, there's Festivus for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Gary Stiller may be gone, but Festivus lives forever, man. That's right. That's- it lives forever. And uh, he was 92, and, um, you know, I uh, I think he just, he died of natural causes. I don't believe this is uh, coronavirus-related, you know, but uh, Anne, his wife, had passed away uh, a few years ago, maybe four or five years ago, and, um, you know, Jerry Stiller is one of the, he's not just iconic, I mean, this is, you know, Lower East Side, you know, he sees a New Yorker tried and true, baby, All right, just in his DNA, all right, but but also the longevity and his reputation um, as being just, you know, one of the good guys in the industry, funny beyond belief. I mean, his episodes, he was only in maybe, uh, probably maybe, again, 20, 30 episodes of Seinfeld, Mm -hmm. but what he left us with. Right, right. The the iconic stuff. There's a video of outtakes where he was, he couldn't quite get La Boca del Boca Vista <laughs> right, yeah. and he has to say it over. It's one of the funniest things ever, you know. <laughs> the bra. He left us with the, the man's brazier. Yeah, the bro. Left the the bro. That was it. The bro. Yeah. Uh-huh. The bro. All right, but one of the good guys out there, man. And he did Shakespeare in the Park with Joseph Patt, man. You know, talk about a career spanning half a cent- more than half a century. One of the good guys. So I'm sending positive vibes to uh, Ben and Amy, um, you know, the, the son and daughter. And, uh, you know, just uh, it's a shame when something like that. Because thank God we've got, you know, we've got the videotapes to watch forever. You know, Indeed. that's that's what I that's what I kind of, you know, resolve myself. I, I just, just this silver lining is that stuff ain't never going to go away. And and as I said in this little thing, I, wrote, I said, I guarantee it, it couldn't have in less than a day. You know, Jerry and Ann are up there already. They got St. Pete and his pals just fucking rolling in the aisles right now. You know, they're up there just right doing on. they're cracking them up. Yeah. You want to know why? That's what they do. They spent more than half a century putting smiles on other people's faces. That's what they did. And, and so, you know, thanks, Jerry. And thanks, Ann. And, uh, you know, sending out positive vibes to Ben and uh, Amy. So before we get out of here, you know, the post office could go broke. You hear about this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, the it, it could literally go broke the same by September. I was thinking to myself, um, you got the song right. Did you uh, mm-hmm. get the marvelous? Okay, so you got that. Well I was thinking to myself, you know, they're they're saying they could go, they could go broke, I guess, by September, something like that. And you know, they're the the Democrats, of course, are trying to get them to put money in there. And and of course, this is all about Donald Trump, you know, having you know, being a bitch and and not liking Jeff Bezos for owning the Washington Post and also owning Amazon. And you know, it's it's a typical thing. You know, private industry versus the post office. The post office is great, you know. And so this is going to come down to the next round of funding. And, uh, you know, and, and they're, they're going to do it eventually. And I think this is a perfect game of chicken that the post office and the Democrats should play. Because let me ask you something. With the way voting is about to happen, okay, you're going to have to do a lot of mail-in voting. By the way, drive-through voting. You're going to have to I, – I see that. Happen, and I don't see any it's reason going to be why dra- not
4: drive through everything. Yeah, well,
2: yeah, but I, why not drive through voting? Sure. Sure. Why, not? why not set it up? Mm-hmm. It can't be that hard. You have as you drive up, you wait in line, then you get your your form, mm-hmm. you fill it out with a pencil and everything right. like that. Right. Then further on up the line,
4: you uh, stick okay. it in a bin or you
2: something. stick it. Yeah, you stick it in a bin. You stick it in a machine in the, that reads the right. card. Right. And by the way, you should get a uh, a receipt, like a printout of what your mm-hmm. what your ballot said. So you right. say okay. And then you drive home. You're going to see a lot of that. But, you know, of course, with with mail-in, voting is going to be a big issue, of course, as always. So if the election's in November, I think there's a great kind of play game of chicken. Okay, yeah, we're going to shut down the post office, Mr. President. Yeah, it's your fault. Try getting elected now. See how many people people all of a sudden realize, the fuck, I get no mail? They're going to start jonesing for junk mail. As if they aren't already on lockdown. How many people now are like every person I used to see in Century Village? Like they've got, they they know exactly when the post, you know, the letter carrier drops by. They're out there, they're out there. They're they're ready and waiting. That's it. That's a part of their day, an important part of their day. It doesn't matter what they get, getting mail, this <laughs> matters, you know. So I think it'd be an interesting, uh, interesting game of chicken. We'll see how that one goes. Hey, man. I'm super-duper grateful. I'm going to get you out of here in, in enough time for your, for your kid to do a Zoom class, right? right? Right. Okey-doke. I am yeah. super-duper grateful. We're going to come back. We're now Wednesdays at noon until further notice. Is that correct? Yes, indeed. Wednesdays at noon, y'all. Hey, we're going to come back in two weeks, try and do the exact same thing again, just a little bit better. Big-time shout-out to Hawaiian Moonbeam Coffee and the EMS crew at uh, FDMY Station 38 in Brooklyn, shout out, man! Everybody, please. You know what? Hey, it sucks, but not nearly as much as watching your grandma die. Cause right. You yeah. had, Jeez. You know? Right. Because you just had to go out to the bar. You, you just had to go out. You just couldn't fucking take it anymore. Pfft. You know what? You can take it. You know who can't? Yeah, that's right. Your grandma who's just dying. Seriously. Let's be safe. Let's be healthy. And let's remember the people that don't have the option. Stay home. All right? You know, I say thank you to my letter carrier and people in publics and shit. I was at the post office the other day. And I said, hey, fuck the Republicans and the GOP. I love you guys. He was like, you know, you know, real quiet. A guy behind the counter gives me the thumbs up. So let's remember these people. Hey, man. Yeah, I'm super grateful, y'all. All right. We're going to get you out of here with a song. You know, this one, it goes out to all the letter carriers, man. It's still out there. They're still out there, man. They're coming every day. I love our guys, man. We're going to get you out of here with the Marvelettes, as always, for myself and Grandmaster Flash, Los Angeles, George Rodriguez. It is aloha and peace. Good night, Mom.